Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Up Wrestling. Myself Supreet, and this is the AEW Dynamite review. And it was a night two of New Year's Smash, and I'm joined by Abhishek Anuja, aka Abby Maniac. What's up, Abby? I'm absolutely fine, Supreet. How about you? How did you find this week's Dynamite? You see, it was a taped show, so I will say it was decent at best. Because for me, taped shows they don't have the same energy like a live show. So mm-hmm. that's that. But uh, what did you think about uh, this week's show? Uh, I also found it decent, not uh, you know, out of you know, out of this world or something like that. Uh, with even in comparison to last week's show, I would say that this was, you know, a step down, so to speak. But nonetheless, uh, it was watchable. Of course, and the main event was the highlight, you can say, of the this week's show. And on paper, that match was not, uh, you know, as amazing. But in execution, what all uh, transpired basically, and uh, so to speak, it felt and it transpired to the people also uh, in a great way so kudos to all the people who were involved in the AT&T championship bout it was uh, it was amazing so let's go through this card here we had Eddie Kingston versus Pack uh, we have also had uh, inner circle revealing their new year's resolution uh, the elite were in action uh, Britt Baker's uh, waiting room debuted on Dynamite with special guest Cody Rhodes. Uh, Serena Deeb defended the uh, NWA Women's Championship against Ty Conti. And of course, the main event was Darby Allen defending the TNT Championship against Brian Cage. But before that, if you're new to this channel, make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications. We here in Slam Up Wrestling cover all pro wrestling related stuff including reviews for raw smackdown nxt aw dynamite and new japan as well so um one thing i liked about this show was uh, we got promo packages for the big matches like the matches that had months of build for example the upcoming match we are going to talk about eddie kingston and pack and also the main event for brian cage and uh, darby allen so let's start with kingston and pack so uh, match begins with Pack hitting a missile drop kick, uh, Kingston to the outside, uh, Pack with a corkscrew drive. Um, Pack was dominating for the majority here. Uh, we saw the bunny getting involved at one point. Uh, both men were exchanging strikes. Uh, we saw a big superplex from Pack, uh, which got a two count. And at the end, it was Pack hitting the black arrow for the win, and that was it. Uh, I thought uh, this match here, Pack versus Kingston. I thought it was going to be the blow up for this whole feud here. But it looks like after uh, what I saw in the post-match, they are heading towards some sort of big uh, multi-man tag match. But uh, if we are talking about this match, the match was good. But uh, what did you think about it? Uh, The match was good. Uh, Nothing extraordinary. And with regards to promo packages, yes, we have uh, discussed about it at length. In the past, that yes, uh, you should, you know, put out uh, promo packages to get the fans invested. That what the fuck is happening, uh, you know, on your show, and what is the storyline or what has happened previously? Because the new viewers who are, you know, just channel flipping and they just, you know, get on your channel. So they could be invested and uh, to your show and they can enjoy in a great way. So kudos to AW for finally doing that. And I hope that it should be the norm in the coming weeks and in the future, of course. And with regards to this match, uh, it was good, as I just said. And... Uh, the thing that you are saying that it could be a, a multi-man match uh, possibly in the future, yes. Of course, 
it could possibly uh, be with regards to all the people involved and i am thinking that uh, what would transpire from that dynamic uh, it could possibly be pack versus lance archer first possibly and they might be stretching uh, the match between lance archer versus eddie kingston a bit more possibly that is what uh, possibly they are thinking that that could be uh, possibly money match or there is legit heat between the two people and they are a little different uh, they are uh, people as people as individuals so that could be prolonged so that could possibly be that what the people there the people who are uh, involved in the creative of this story are thinking and even lucha bros are now uh, you know when we saw what happened with regards to elite and what happened uh, they are also involved there so what all will transpire we have to see in the future and uh, with regards to this match as you just uh, ran down that uh, the timeline of this match that pack was controlling the match for an extended period in the initial part of the bout afterwards kingston took control with the help of his friends that is butcher bunny and the blade and then uh, pack or park employed what he has in his arsenal that is his strength his athleticism and his experience of course to take down his opponent and kingston has the experience his old school brawling style and his size and of course his experience also eddie kingston's arm seemed to be bothering him that was at one point the story of this match and uh, it bothered him quite a lot i don't know if it is legit or it is just for the sake of the match or possibly it is a legit injury that could possibly be writing him off uh, uh, from television for uh, a week or maybe month uh, he lay, he ate a lot of offense eddie kingston i'm talking about no doubt he looked uncomfortable at times in the uh, ending moments of the bout it was a competitive match between the two highly talented highly skilled competitors pack and eddie kingston at the end pack won with the black arrow if he is a baby face should we call it a black arrow at the end of the day he is the bastard so we yes. should call him uh, call it the black arrow all right and even what happened post match uh, with the brutalizer it didn't look uh, very baby faceish what he did nonetheless now the post match what happened so like you said pack locks in the brutalizer on kingston so blade and butcher came in and they went face to face with the lucha bros uh, lance archer shows up as the heel team escapes so archer and pack had little uh, words for each other and that's it maybe He we are getting hmm. maybe we are getting that archer and pack somewhere down the line yes and possibly soon the last time they had an uh, you know interaction possibly in the ring that was also concerning uh, eddie kingston and it had that uh, you know feel that i want him first i want to beat his ass first possibly and now lance archer possibly uh, he was saying that uh, we should be on the same page he was saying something of the sort so we have to wait and see because with regards to park as a individual and what he thinks and his character he doesn't uh, possibly you know uh, 
do well with authority so it is just a matter of time before he locks horns with uh, lance archer so it would be soon so up next we had uh, chuck taylor versus miro so the stipulation here was um, if chuck taylor lost so then he becomes uh, a butler for miro until the wedding uh, between penelope and kip sabian so uh, for, uh, we get to this match here chuck was uh, be- beating up miro around the ring from the get go uh, sabian actually took out orange cassidy and this got uh, chuck distracted as miro capitalized uh so at the end we uh, we had uh, miro hitting the thrust kick and the game over is applied for the win and that was it no surprise here uh, we predicted it last week that uh, miro is going to win and uh, only thing left to see if trent shows up at the wedding or not but uh, what did you think about this uh, entire match and the post match stuff too um it was i guess uh, the match it was perfect as per uh, miro's character he could not have taken uh, any more of the offense which he took from chakiti and he when he took control of the action it he just made quick work of chakiti with the thrust kick and the game over so now it is uh, now it is now only you know the entertainment aspect and the storyline that what they are going to do at uh, you know the wedding which is possibly at beach break if i'm not wrong or it By is the way, when some, is when is beach break it is uh, i guess february 3rd that's before revolution right in my opinion yes yes so so and with regards to you saying that uh, trent uh, would be making an appearance uh, yes he would be because he is a part of the story even if he is uh, injured he would be making an appearance they do not have to fight uh, you know such in a brutal way with regards to that story nonetheless he can make an appearance for the sake of the storyline yeah it just hit me that you said that he doesn't have to be physical if he shows up at beach break it just hit me that they said it last week that trent is going to be out for 5 months i guess mhm so they are only uh, using orange cassidy and chakiti yes, they are on the other side we have to wait and see it could be that uh, trent could make a surprise appearance if he is not you know medically cleared to uh, compete in the ring but he can make an appearance if he if it is possible so we had pride party and matt hardy so they were being interviewed uh, pride party uh, actually had problems with uh, sharing their 30% with matt hardy uh, matt says it's their fault that they should have read the contract first before signing it uh, matt is pissed now and said he is he is the reason why people started caring about pride party uh, he said uh, when he says jump they should say how high and that's how <laughs> the segment ended uh, inner circle came out for their new year's resolution uh, um, before i go through this segment anything you wanted to add on this matt hardy pride party deal mm. it is good uh, that they are progressing the character of uh, matt hardy being a greedy bastard basically and uh, you know now we are seeing the character progression on dynamite not on being the elite so it is great and now uh, possibly soon we would be seeing the uh, rather the dissension or 
whatever the character progression we are uh, about to see on dynamite uh, in the ring of course that mad hardy wants a private party to be you know quote unquote heels that they he wants that they should not care about the crowd and pander to them but uh, will they budge or will they just uh, break away and not honor their contracts to wait and see and they also have a match next week if i'm not wrong so they apparently are going against uh, mad sidel and top flight i guess mm-hmm. all right we have uh, so mm-hmm. we were talking about this inner circle new year's resolution thing so everyone started uh, naming their uh, new year's resolution so jake hager wants championships uh, mjf wants to strengthen his bond with the inner circle members uh, ortiz wants to perfect his grandmother's recipe and on the other hand jericho wants to hold tag team titles with mjf so Santana interrupts and uh, reminds Jericho that he and Ortiz were supposed to be the tag team in Inner Circle. Um, so Guar also jumps in. He calls Jericho a tag team slut. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he wonders if uh, he will form a tag team with Snoop Dogg next. Uh, Jericho <laughs> then becomes the peacemaker. Says. just like how uh, wardlow and hager settled the differences the rest of uh, rest of them should do the same so we'll be getting a three way uh, tag team match next week so mj with a few encouraging words and told all of them to throw it up so santana asked mj why his hand is darker than his face <laughs> so there you go we have a three way uh, next week with involving all the inner circle members and i actually want Santana and Ortiz to win because we know they have fallen since they have joined uh, AEW and winning next week beating teams like uh, Jericho and MJF and Guevara and Hager it will be quote unquote a big tag team victory since uh, honestly they haven't won any big match lately so winning this match will um, make them rank higher as they as 2021 goes by so what do you think about this situation Yes, I would also agree with that. Uh, LAX or Santana and Ortiz, they if they win that, uh, they are an underutilized team here in AEW. And uh, with regards to what we saw also in the uh, elite segment, which uh, involves that uh, Lucha Bros are also stepping up. to the tag team champions so it could possibly be that uh, now uh, lax could also be joining the fray so there is a, a you know high possibility that santana notis might be winning next week but uh, with regards to storyline and uh, what chris jericho and mjf uh their star power is we would be expecting that chris jericho and mjf would be winning there is no you know second thoughts about it but what is uh, you know being uh, the you know spice of the season so to speak and what is happening you know all around so it could possibly be that uh, lax could be winning next week and they could be you know in line or you can say gunning for the tag team championship and as they should because they were uh, the you know premier tag team of inner circle santana uh, was is you know yes So up next we had an interview with Dark Order. So they talked about their future. Uh, they said they will. So anything they do in the future will be in the in the name of Brody Lee. So they start. Uh, they 
they say that they'll start to be better people starting next week when Reynolds and Silver uh, tag with Hangman Page. So Page is uh, there. So Silver interviews Page saying he loves him. Uh, they all ask whether Page will join the Dark Order. Uh, Page said that he will uh, give that answer after uh, their match is done next week. So yeah, that's that. Before that, there was an uh, interview. Uh, sorry, uh, video package. There was a video package which, you know, encapsulated the uh, Darby Allen and Brian Cage, you know, rivalry. That was brilliantly done. I would give, you know, full marks and full, you know, salute to the team of AAW for putting up that because they, you know, all the facets were covered nicely from the start to the finish. And it kind of you know makes sense to that uh sting why uh you know sting being a part of this feud and storyline and siding with uh you know darby allen is fitting that uh it was said that taz wasn't able to communicate with darby at the start and now with sting being uh, you know, he has the same, you know, mindset. He, he, uh, a loner and airy kind of a character. So he understands uh, Darby Allen's mindset, and he could understand him better, and he could mentor him a whole lot better than Taz, who was, you know, a mat wrestler and a color commentator. So. You know how uh, they, you know, uh, encapsulated that whole timeline and this whole rivalry. It it was a great uh, video package. And now to the young bucks. So the bucks wanted to do their signature entrance with Omega, but Omega said it would, uh, it would be better if they came out. Uh, no, it was actually Callis who said that it would Callis. be better if they came out separate. Uh, Omega and Callis first come out and uh, Callis on the mic. It looked like he was about to introduce the Young Bucks. But <laughs> actually, it was a swerve as he introduced the Good Brothers. So, the Bucks were not happy. Uh, the World Tag Team Champions. The Good Brothers. So... Uh, the Bucks were not happy with this at, as it was shown in backstage. Uh, they were along with Tony Khan. He also had the same reaction. So it was actually the Young Bucks, sorry, no, sorry, the Good Brothers and Omega versus Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight, who apparently is one of the top uh, independent names uh, out there. So uh, we get to this match. So the baby faces were made to look like uh, no. They were not made to look like jobbers as they got in their stuff and uh, at the end it was a magic killer to Danny Limelight that got them the win and that was it. So the main thing to take from this is that this war was actually good like we all expected that we were getting Young Bucks and Omega like the usual stuff but it was a good swerve and uh, one thing to note from last week's segment is that the Bucks uh, they hesitate, uh, hesitated a little bit to do the two sweet. So, yeah. are we getting into the situation where we could see Young Bucks versus Good Brothers uh, at Revolution or something? Possibly. Uh, we can't say anything as to what uh, could happen or might happen. Or are uh, or it is building up to you know uh, young bucks turning towards you know uh, Kenny Omega and uh, the Good Brothers. You know it is softening because what happened post match it could possibly be you know uh, softening them up towards that side and the impact tag team champions the good brothers it was a great surprise that uh, gallows and anderson uh, were there 
and uh, i was also expecting them to be here but i did not expect that in what fashion would they be here i did not expect that they would be competing of all uh, things they would be competing instead of uh, you know the young bucks to my to my enjoyment uh, the real world champions of course the good brothers who look like champions who look like adults who don't look like you know hardy boys light young bucks Look, should looks be like, looks like someone has been watching the experience lately <laughs> <laughs> you always get me uh young bucks should be uh, you know they should get a hold of themselves that what the fuck are they that are they wrestlers are they you know tag team champions of aw or are they evps because the segment which uh, with tony khan which was shown that gives us that they are uh, evps and they are uh, baby faces of course so uh, them siding with kenny omega and good brothers does not make sense because they are the enemy they are from the other side so to speak right now so uh, as to why they hesitated as you said correct so now it would you know uh, ball into that they could be joining them and they would say fuck you tony and then uh, tony khan and they would join their friends so it could possibly happen and it should possibly happen because giving us good brothers versus the young bucks uh, what the fuck you know adults versus high school kids iwgp tag team champions versus iwgp junior tag team champions what the fuck it, but it's it, not but it is a scenario where it's not that predictable the predictable scenario is the young bucks will be uh, with uh, omega and the good brothers if they are fighting against them that's little unpredictable yes it is unpredictable but uh, you have to build to that not just give that right now you can give that later on possibly that first they join in they run around uh, rough shot uh, you know in impact wrestling in aw young bucks can fight off uh, impact wrestling uh, you know tag teams such as uh, motor city machine guns which they are possibly fighting they can you know make an appearance this uh, pay per view that is hard to kill that is very highly likely they can so we have to wait and see that what you know can and cannot happen and then afterwards that when there is a double cross and when it comes to the young bucks uh, tag team championship and the good brothers want that ta- uh, championship then you can have that double cross then the young bucks are you know on the good side or whatever uh, side you want to call that then uh, you can have that but it should be a little you know down the road not right now right now you can do the bullet club shit run rough shot in both the promotions and you know what else did we have here bucks joined in reluctantly you just said it in the spirit of their 
long term friendship with omega and of course the good brothers also sorry and we saw uh, you know triple team maneuvers from the elite from the new elite which would have pissed uh, you know the fuck out of the young bucks that you know kenny omega and we did such stuff you know what is happening and danny limelight got a lot of offense in this match he really shined with his uh, tenacity and athleticism now uh, brian pillman junior is uh, officially elite uh for all the people who are watching us or are listening on the audio app he has been stripped of the ovw heavyweight championship that he won from tony gun he also got some offense in but in the end the good brothers got the victory as you said via the magic killer and building positive momentum towards the pay per view hard to kill where they are involved in trios action with Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan who is the Impact Wrestling World Champion and Motor City Machine Guns in the main event which is also available on Fight also uh, i just uh, remembered this uh, tony shivani actually buried impact wrestling again he called the hard to kill paperu something like uh cannot die something like that actually buried mm. the for you name but let's get to, uh, to this post match angle so we saw john moxley coming out as he fought all three members but it was a three on one situation so out comes lucha bros for a little assist a bunch of wrestlers came out to separate uh, the two teams so moxley hits the paradigm shift uh, on some dude and dives on the pile to the outside Uh, he goes after omega but the young bucks came out to stop him lucha bros then uh, take out the bucks with super kicks as callis and omega escaped utter chaos so um so they have set up some stuff involving the young bucks maybe some future matchups and stuff uh, i would have appreciated if john moxley uh, was not part of this show this week like he could have sold this uh, big down he took last week at least for at least for one week they could have but uh, nonetheless that is what uh, aw and ratings are the thing of the r so they got to have john mosley and you are absolutely right he could have sold the beat down but the fact is that uh, they were uh, coming here the good brothers and kenny omega to you know when say quote and quote promote the pay per view hard to kill of impact wrestling which is this week so they had uh, john moxley who is the arch rival of kenny omega to be present there so that is it was necessary whatever so right now what we can conclude is that moxley wants omega as he was screwed out of the out of the title picture and phoenix and pentagon junior came to the aid of moxley locker room also you know emptied out young bucks came out to calm moxley possibly as executive vice presidents or just for the sake of it Lucha Bros dropped the Young Bucks with the couple of super kicks as you said as they have a long story rivalry which dates back to the start of the promotion AW and also possibly uh, you know who would think that the Bucks aren't with the good brothers and kenny omega after their photo op last week which ended the show who would think otherwise i would so maybe they 
there is still uncertainty uh, with the bucks if they should join or not yes or if they have and this is just a whole charade and they are messing with tony khan also so whatever it is many interesting developments made that possibly you know the young bucks would be feuding with lucha bros for the tag team championship and we also uh, learned about that scu would also be gunning for the tag team championship uh, you know a week ago or two weeks ago and now with the inner circle challenge we would be having another team who would be gunning for the tag team championship so a lot of stuff with regards to the tag team championship it's great looking forward to it that what is happening with regards to the young bucks and who would be taking the title off of them as soon as possible up next we had uh, the dynamite debut of the waiting room um, so riva welcomes us to the show until introducing dr brit baker so baker said to the people in attendance that there was a surprise underneath their seats actually there was nothing as she was just messing around <laughs> uh she talks about uh, their guest cody rhodes and plugs in his new show go home big show if i'm not wrong so she said that uh, the judges on the show no sorry uh, she said that cody rhodes is the only non celebrity judge in this show <laughs> they then finally introduce cody as um, they bring in sparkling sticks so baker then said another <laughs> uh surprise guest it's actually jade cargill so she comes in she snatches the mic from cody she said her and shaq are tired of waiting as she wants an opponent so cargill shows cody so red velvet shows up and went face to face with cargill as they start exchanging slaps so bunch of wrestlers then separate uh, separate the two as baker is still filming this on her phone so uh, after all this uh, after all this situation is cleared they randomly show a footage of uh, thunder rosa uh, being attacked by uh, brit baker so thunder rosa appears on the screen and she breaks us the news that tony khan has signed uh, baker versus rosa at beach break so that was the entire segment it was a it was a good good segment you know jade cargill look like a beast it look like she could fight cody yeah that's uh, that's the same thing i was thinking about so you can't have uh, shack versus uh, cody just like that uh, how about a intergender wrestling uh, attraction cody versus jade cargill like jade cargill is someone that is actually believable Hmm. But you know, uh, uh, yeah, the thing with modern day wrestling, or you can say mainstream wrestling, intergender matches do not go there. That it is just you can say not believable enough. You can have intergender matches, uh, you know, in independent companies and stuff like that, but. in mainstream it doesn't happen they have tried impact wrestling tried with uh, the storyline of tessa blanchard versus uh, sammy callahan and uh, it was great with regards to it but nonetheless the mindset of the people the mindset of uh, you know the casual viewer you wouldn't go there so rather than losing your audience or risking what is uh, you know already established so just go with what is there so just get J, uh, jade cargill a female opponent even when it it looks like that she is a fucking beast and red velvet looks like nothing in front of her they were trading slabs it looked like she could fucking kill her 
with one blow but so they, they are building up uh, jade cargo versus red velvet which yes. somewhat is a big feud for red velvet and she could get some shine after that yes and it is great that uh, they addressed this uh, feud of cody and shag after a long time and uh, velvet was aligned with brandy so they can use her to further this feud shag and cody indirectly as well and it was a you know great promo or you can say uh, by jade cargill and she looked confident and she didn't uh, look like she could be messed around on the microphone and it was also great that we got that what the fuck is happening with regards to thunder rosa and uh, brit baker's feud so now it is said that uh, beach break february 3rd we would be ha- having this uh, bout and thunder rosa also you know cut an intense promo which is great and she is great on the uh, microphone that is also very well established it does not happen or uh, she is not given an opportunity uh, in the ring to cut a promo but whatever we have uh, seen with regards to on uh, social media with regards to taped promos or even backstage she can do it on the mic but we have to say that the mvp of this entire segment was bit baker and the yes. con- concept of her just burying her guest on this uh, show is just amazing and yes. i would like to see m- more of this uh, when they do get a chance i want to see more of this waiting room segments on dynamite uh, rather than dark yes of course uh, we would be uh, seeing it and now with the possibility of a second show we would definitely be seeing it either on this show or the second show so yeah from that we get to jurassic express versus ftr uh, it was marco stunt who was replacing luchasaurus uh, they came out to jungle boys uh, speaking about buying uh, so they came out to jungle boys uh, new theme song it's tarzan boy which was a gift from tony khan because he bought the rights of this song so that's pretty cool so story of this match was ftr wanted to hurt marco stunt which they did with every chance they got so marco stunt did his usual spots uh, jungle boy was jungle boy in this match uh, we saw the involvement of tully blanchard at the end so ftr win with the good night express on marco stunt which they have mm-hmm. renamed to big rig in honor of brody lee So what did yes. you think about this match? I think this uh, match was in the fine uh, what was expected of this match that this was not you know above or uh, under you know with the story was that Marco Stan got manipulated to participate in this match uh, he is a hot head we are made to believe that and uh, take the place of lucha soros in the first half of the bout uh, it was back and forth action ftr took control of marco stunt uh, until jungle boy joined in and then we saw some shitty double team maneuvers from jurassic duo which didn't look like that it can hurt fucking anyone but ftr got to sell for them of course because it is a match <laughs> and they did the offense ended with a tope suicida by marco which looked like that it hurt kudos to him and a kebrada which was a moon salt by jungle boy on the outside then we went to a commercial break it was great and then uh, jungle jungle boy got a, a great offense as he should now he has got a new and entrance music and now uh, possibly the promotion is now investing in him and possibly now he could be a center of interaction in the coming weeks or in the coming months 
that the promotion so that theme song is already over so that is great that is great and he vibed out ftr whole of them at one point and he really shined but he couldn't uh, get a victory for his team tally as you said gave dividends as he posted marco stunt and then behind referee's back of course for ftr to end this bout ftr won the bout by pinning the jurassic ragdoll marco stunt with the big rake it is great you know now we have to see that uh, what's next with regards to ftr also they said that they won the tag team championship but right now they were you know missing with jurassic express now possibly they would be uh, fighting the this team and luchasaurus would be involved yes 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 that would be the next course of action they just have ftr to do something else because they eventually will be uh, coming back for those tag team titles yes uh so we have the nwa women's championship match serena deeb versus ty conti so uh, deeb started clean here as conti tried to out wrestle her so submissions attempt from deeb throughout this match uh, conti with several pump kicks so final part of the match, uh, match saw uh, conti going for the tie ko but deep counters and it's the detox for the win and that was it it was actually a really good match and i have to say this is the best that tie conti has ever looked and serena deep can have a good match with anybody uh, what did you think about this uh, championship bout yes i also thought that this uh, was a you know uh, this was a great match and with regards to this was a you know wrestling uh, bout and it it was only back and forth on the mat nothing else they, they didn't have any you know flips and flams as jericho says the conspiracy theorist and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it also had a sort of uh, you can say a teacher student dynamic i guess because as uh, someone from the commentary i guess jr said that serena was there as a trainer when uh, tyanara or tai uh, conti was starting to learn the ropes uh, i guess at the wwe performance center yes yes you are right absolutely right so it's great that that was also the underlying story and uh, tai conti got uh, has got an opportunity as you can say has got this opportunity you know fighting for a championship the nwa women's championship as we are riding a feel good moment because of the untimely passing of uh, brody lee the leader of the dark order and there was a moment of uh, i guess the first one the powerful high pump kick by tanara conti was amazing and serena deep also you know sold it like a million bucks she just you know threw herself to the outside and just you know uh, she just fucking placed herself face down so that is great that you are selling for the other you know uh, person that that is one of our signature maneuvers the high pump kick of tanara conti so it is great and great uh, it was a great competitive bout as expected in such scenarios when we are now you can say used to so to speak uh, seeing uh, nwa women's championship bouts so now we are used to 
that what should we expect in such bouts that it would be more of wrestling and less of uh, character and you know shenanigans so to speak so with regards to that it was great and there was a lot of submissions and roll ups as you uh, just said back and forth a desire to outdo each other that was seen between the two competitors even when one was a teacher and the other was a student it's great serena won via pinfall with the detox great she can elevate as you say any talent uh, which we are seeing and that is possibly her role right now in aw and that would help the women's division of aw so it is great wished we had at least two more serena deeps in this division we already have thunder rosa but we need some more veterans i was thinking about maybe mickey james oh that that would be that would be great We, without uh, doubt M- M- mickey james maybe melina melina isn't she now in wwe uh, last i heard she isn't in on the wwe contract she is not mickey james is there in a legends contract i think hmm hmm but, but she that... was but she is not in a very you can say a good you know mindset with regards to that promotion at whenever she she in her current run she was just losing like shit as far as i can remember uh in her last run which was currently uh, she was losing and then the fans were on social media i only you know remember the fans reaction that she is so talented then why the fuck are you uh, fucking with her storyline and why are you not uh, letting her win and building momentum and stuff like that L- i don't know L- listen bro nobody is in a great mindset in wwe everyone <laughs> everyone wants to leave if so there's a rumor that ricochet might uh, leave the company this month Hmm. The thing is that there are many things which uh, you know l- let you be employed at any place. So that is up to your mindset that uh, what fulfills you. That is either it is your uh, you know happiness or emotional fulfillment, or it is uh, money. The if it is money that uh, you are getting money and you are able to fulfill your daily needs and even your comfort so then possibly you would be in wwe but then when uh, there are two scenarios that when you are just starting and you get a job at wwe so you would possibly just you know go in there you know hands and you know legs jump jump in at the opportunity and when it uh, because it is about the money and you need the money of course and it is a great opportunity it is one of the biggest uh, if not the biggest company in terms of professional wrestling in the world and when you care more about the happiness or emotional fulfillment and uh, even if you have made a ton of money there and now you want that you should have a, you know a peace of mind and emotional fulfillment then you go somewhere else possibly impact wrestling or aw or ring of honor or maybe any other company or maybe scour the independent scene or maybe new japan pro wrestling wherever so it is up to you and it is up to uh, you know your mindset i would not even uh, you know say that someone is wrong being employed at wwe or even someone is right or someone is wrong being employed at aw no it is up to your you know your mindset and what fulfills you at a certain point 
possibly today you are great with wwe possibly in the near future you would be in aw that is up to you sorry for this uh, long you know let's see there is a rumor that many people will be leaving the company this year so possibly everybody is looking for you know opportunity and emotional fulfillment of course and now if uh, ricochet is not uh, you know being uh, utilized or maybe he is not happy at the end of the day it, uh, for me i would say that it is about happiness so if he is not happy uh, with the way that he is being utilized and uh, stuff like that so possibly he would jump and he should because uh, he was a, a great you know he had a great presence when he was in lucha underground and even when he was in the independent circuit he also you know competed in new japan so what the fuck happened here it is all about possibly some people say that it is uh, about uh, mike skills that he doesn't have it that is why that he is in the position that he is but the other people who are uh, you know quote unquote experts not quote unquote experts the experts not quote unquote experts the experts maybe good minds of wrestling they say that if you have a talent like ricochet or maybe someone else you should accentuate his strengths and minimize his weaknesses that is what makes you a great promoter or a great company you know uh, owner so to speak so why would you make that uh, guy hold a microphone no either give him a manager or put him in such situations that he doesn't need to hold a microphone give him you know uh, things or put him in such situation that he is able to translate to the audience or uh, you know get the fans invested in himself via his wrestling skills or maybe the stuff that he does uh, in you know segments uh, that the other person is talking he uh, the other person talks a lot he talks a lot of shit the uh, ricochet does some stuff and he you know gets the reaction that is up to the creative that is up to the creative that is what they are paid for by the way ricochet could make a great tnt champion just saying yeah oh, why not speaking about the tnt championship we are the main event here so darby allen uh, darby allen was defending the tnt championship against brian cage Nothing much here. This was an attempted murder on live TV. <laughs> uh, good match or not, that's up for debate. Uh, Darby Allen was literally a crash test dummy here. So we started with Allen doing several suicide dives. So Cage catches Allen and it's a suplex. So at one point, Cage presses up Allen and launches him from the ring to the unknown stable. What? <laughs> <laughs> he killed, killed him <laughs> so allen got busted open here uh, cage is ragdolling allen inside the ring several power bombs including one on the stage so allen was kicking out at one after page had done hitting his big moves which was little unnecessary i guess um, it, it was uh, you know uh, you can say it was fueling to the story that he has you know dealt with bullies throughout his life and he has the resilience and the heart and he never quits never say die attitude that is what uh, that was the story with the kicking out at one so we see cage introducing uh, steel steps which was his downfall actually as allen sent him into the steps and uh, allen also hit a coffin drop on the steps and at the end ricky stocks got uh, involved until lights go out and it's sting he uses the bat on stocks 
final part of the match so uh, cage and allen at the top um, so allen hit a cradle bomb for the win which was actually a callback to uh, cody pinning allen a while back so that was that uh, what did you think about this match yeah uh, i thought that uh, what uh, they were trying to tell the story it was just a story as you said it was live murder on, uh, murder on live television Yes, I would agree, and it was the part of the story that uh, Brian Cage was the quote-unquote possibly the bully, and Darby Allen has dealt with such uh, people throughout his life, and you know, uh, never say die attitude. We saw his resilience, his heart that. whatever uh, he threw at him he ate it all up and he never gave up and at the end with the crucifix bomb he pinned him and it was a call back as you said to he you know uh, to the uh, to the point that uh, when darby tried to pin cody with the crucifix and couldn't hold him getting pinned himself then what happened that uh, taz confronted him and taz said that what he did wrong uh, i know that i can offer you some training and i can help you that what you did wrong there so darby said that i know what i did wrong and i do not need your help and then taz took it personally now that's what you call storytelling yes and then uh, at the end of this bout darby allen showed that now he doesn't uh, he does he did the crucifix bomb correctly and showing taz that he did know what he did wrong and he did it correctly so it was long term storyline yes uh, i also you know got to know about this whole scenario on uh, reddit uh, there was a screenshot so it is brilliant storytelling i, I would give full marks to whoever uh, you know were involved in this you know salute and so- with also with regards to this match it was uh, also this was also a part that there was a 100 pound weight difference so that also came into play of course with uh, Dar- darby allen being ragdolled by uh, brian cage darby allen had the athleticism and the carefree attitude with regards to his health and well being cage had the strength the size the athleticism but he didn't show any athleticism that he looks like a heavyweight but he moves like a cruiserweight but there was nothing he showed his strength and he beat up darby allen like anything the military press as you said from the inside to the outside on to the table was like fucking holy shit moment it was like fuck he he just killed him and will he stand up or will he not we, we do not know it was wholly a one sided affair uh, till the start of the commercial break it was quite uh, reminiscent of the cena brock match from summer slam which was uh, suplex city bitch basically taz said that uh, darby uh, you know says and parrots the thing that he likes pain so we are giving him to it basically what are we doing wrong we are just giving him what he likes in darby as we just uh, discussed that darby has been dealing with bullies in his entire life as he said in, uh, in his uh, last weeks the way in so if he wins tonight that was the story that it would be a sense of vindication against all those who doubted him and said he is a fucking pissant or a god spike dudley god spike dudley was said by mafio 
botchamania so shout out to him uh, nothing else so darby kicking out at one as you just said that after eating a ton of offense showed his art and resilience sting intervened when stark tried to affect the outcome in the favor of his teammate cage understandable of course he wants his teammate to win a crucifix bomb from the top rope out of nowhere sealed the deal for darby allen still tnt champion darby allen let's talk about sting so he finally got physical in aw laid his hands on one of the members of team taz now team taz should really go after sting because all these weeks that sting was just interrupting them now it's personal quote unquote mm. so would we be seeing a tag match no i don't that's secondary let's go after sting first maybe okay. who knows brankage picks up sting for a buckle bomb <laughs> oh you went there ha huh? that's called storytelling pal <laughs> okay so uh, <laughs> it was not actually that bad man come on <laughs> so let's backtrack a little bit uh, overall uh, that was dynamite yes that was dynamite uh, so before we leave uh, where can these guys find you guys uh, you can find me on instagram and twitter at abimaniac awbymanic and uh, i am currently working with an independent wrestling promotion called uh, wrestle square as a commentator only now uh, i have been fired from the position of uh, general manager last week uh, so it is up to you if you want you can if you don't please don't uh, subscribe to their youtube channel at wrestle square it is up to you if i were you i would not but still i am plugging this in for the sake of me being a good human being that's it did you get a call from cody roads <laughs> uh not yet let's see um you can find slam of wrestling on twitter at slam of w instagram at slam of wrestling or podcast and reviews are mainly um if you don't want to see this uh, review on the youtube app you can catch this podcast and reviews on the audio app just uh, for example spotify and anchor and we'll see you guys next time <laughs>